0: You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. We're in a series, part of the National Vineyard entitled uh, Empowered. And today we're looking at prophecy. Now before you come to me after the service and let me know that I forgot this aspect of prophecy, and I, I, and I didn't really touch well on this part. Let me just put a disqualifier. You can't cover prophecy in a Sunday morning, okay? This will be one segment. It's one of the segments that the vineyard seems to like to emphasize, so it's, it's going to be uh, part of our natural, national DNA. But it is not going to be exhaustive by any means, okay? So don't think that because I don't say something, that it doesn't mean that I don't believe in that. Okay. Good, good, good. The best way to hear from God is to pray for other people. Have you noticed that? Many of you have probably been operating in the prophetic and you didn't even know it. Have you ever come up to someone and they're in distress or they're in need and you're drawn to them and you put your arm and you start praying for them and all of a sudden you're saying things and you're praying over them and when it's all over you're thinking, wow, I wish I'd have got that on tape. <clears throat> it's the kind of stuff like, wow, I wish my mom heard that. <laughs> it, it, it's like, wow, I, I didn't know where that came from. And even in... You know, the early days of our walk with Jesus, you're probably operating more in the prophetic than you ever would have imagined. You don't have to label it prophetic for it to be prophetic. Prophetic is, well, we'll get into what prophetic is. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, getting excited. But we know that there is a hunger in the earth. It's not just the Asbury Revival and all the different places that that's pouring out to, but there is a hunger in the generations. Barna, George Barna had a study, and here's the graph that shows the different generations. Us boomers all the way over on the right, Gen X, Millennials, Gen Zs, and they were asking questions about, would you like to grow spiritually? And look at that everybody wants to grow spiritually are there certain and are certain or think a spiritual supernatural dimension exists look at that Gen Z 83 Millennials 83 Gen X 82 boomers were coming in last 79 (laughs) believe in God or a higher power and you'll see that they were in the upper 70s all across through there And this little graph just kind of shows us that there is an interest in spiritual things, that there is growing some part of our culture that's longing to connect with God. So what does it actually look like to hear from God? Some of us, we think we've never heard from God because we haven't had the Charleston, Heston, Moses at the burning bush, Moses... And and because it hasn't been amplified and all the right dimensions of bass and treble fine-tuned, we don't think we've heard from the Lord. But like I already said, we probably are hearing a whole lot more than we realize. Have you ever read the Bible? You probably have heard from the Lord. Now, there could be an occasion where someone could read the Bible and not hear from the Lord. There could be. But that would be very rare. Most likely, if you're reading the Word of God, you are having an encounter with His voice, even though it's on written pages. (laughs) Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of God. God. Wow. How does the Lord speak? When we look at just this verse, <clears throat> we see that he speaks with visions. He speaks with dreams. He speaks face to face. Now, I don't know about you, but if you could have one of those, which one would you take? Face to face. Face to face. But we never despise Prophecy in whatever form it comes. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that tells us not to despise prophecy. But the Lord can speak to us in so many different ways. Have you ever had a dream about the future? And then, as you lived and got up and walked, either that day, the next day, week, month, year, all of a sudden that dream came into fulfillment. That's a prophetic way in which the Lord is speaking to you. You have heard from the Lord. You just didn't recognize it. And most of our, our problem is that we are unaware of his voice. We're unaware of when he's speaking. We're unaware of kind of the spiritual realm that's all around us. And every now and then we accidentally bump into it. At times, I, I considered myself the accidental prophetic brother, because I, I didn't really see myself as prophetic, but if I would go have lunch with Dave Knoll, I would prophesy for a week. And it's like, I'm very impressionable. I absorb. So when I get around the prophetic people, all of a sudden that anointing just kind of comes, and it's amazing how that happens. But see, that's the deception is my awareness of thinking that I'm not prophetic. That's a lie straight from the pit. The dreams that I've had is one of the primary ways in which the Lord communicates to me. And I've had just some real doozies where I've encountered his presence and it's just been so amazing in many that I've shared here. I don't see open visions, but every now and then I'll have a picture I don't get the full five minute trailer. I, I get just a snip snippet. And there's a there's a picture. And it's like, wow. My wife is the one word prophetess. Yes, yeah, like Honey, you have a word? <laughs> well, she's talking to me, it's usually repent. But uh <clears throat> and and straight from the Lord too. <laughs> but uh she can say one word. You used to crack me up. In, in one of our churches in the early days, I would preach and preach and preach and preach and preach and phew, no effect. Debbie would get up, say one word, the whole church would be on their face repenting. And I'm just thinking, this isn't fair. Yeah. All words aren't weighed equally. You can talk and just fill up emotional space with your With your words, or you can speak a word that comes straight from the heart of the Lord and it has power, it has impact, it connects. And that's what we want to be. We want to be people who connect, (laughs) like Moses, face to face. So, here in our message today, we're looking at by praying for people, we often hear from the Lord. And what we're looking at is using that as as just an easy, common way of moving into more of a prophetic lifestyle. That means that we have to be other-centered focused. If we're constantly just focusing on ourselves, we'll never see what the Lord is doing in, in someone else. We won't recognize the burden. That's why he puts you across the path of someone who's very expressive. And you can't help but notice that they have a need for prayer. They're crying. They're, they're down. You can, you can feel the downcast spirit inside of them. The depression is there. And you just go up and you say, can I pray for you? And as you pray for them, listen. Listen. And pray what comes to your heart. Because the heart of the Lord Jesus connected to your heart, you get a a straight, direct line to the Father's heart. And by the Spirit, you're able to release Father's heart in a prayer of blessing and healing. So how does he speak to us? How do we hear from him so that he can lead us in the right direction? 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, looking at the first four verses says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Now when I, when I see something like that, you know it's emphasis, it's like the resurrection. When they say to the ladies, go tell his disciples and Peter, You know, we we get that emphasis. So desire all the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. It gets highlighted. Why? Prophecy is the children's opportunity and privilege and gift for us to receive. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Anyone who prophesies speaks to people. Hmm. You hear from God, but you speak to people if it's the gift of tongues, you're speaking to God through spiritual language. Simple definition of prophecy, hearing from God and speaking for God. Hearing from God and speaking for God. Now one of the things that we won't touch on is prophetic future type of prophetic uh, dynamic of prophecy. And there's, there's all sorts of people that are blessed with that gift. But do you realize all that is? I, I, I see prophecy, and I, I see that God can go into your past and give someone a word of what we call a word of knowledge, and he, you get some information that nobody else knows, but God speaks it to a person, and they speak it to you, and it has a huge impact on your life. It just hits you. You realize God knows you, because this person doesn't, And yet they're telling you something from your past that brings an awareness of how much God knows. Well, the same thing with the future. If you get a word in the future, and some of these brothers, uh, prophetic brothers, prophets, that are receiving stuff for our country, and they're, they're declaring, this is what the Lord says, this is what's coming, and they're putting it out there. That's God just, God's not bound by time and space. He knows 10 years out, just as clear as we know yesterday. And so what we get is the time dimension is really almost irrelevant. It's hearing what God's saying. Whether God's talking about the past, the present, or the future, he can talk about any time period he wants because it's significant for us to know and able to hear and then speak in his behalf. Ananias, in Acts chapter 9, Saul has had the Damascus Road experience. He's been blind for three days and got knocked off his horse. He was on the ground, however, he got to the ground. Some Bible people want to say, he didn't get knocked off his horse. It said he was on there. However, he, he's on the ground and he hears the Lord say, Why are you persecuting me? And you go through that whole dynamic of Paul three days blind in a house. And the Lord speaks to Ananias. And tells him about Saul and tells him what he's supposed to do. And and that he's to go, he's to lay hands on him, he's to bring healing. The scales fall off his eyes and then a commission. And speaks the future direction of his life. And it's amazing. Because then the rest of Acts, you see what happens as a result of that prophetic word that's the heart of the father revealing to Ananias to, to go to Saul to release the commission the mandate and to bring the healing i love that not only should we desire the gift of prophecy but we should expect it Have mercy. you know we get around certain people and and they they seem to be always desiring to hear from the Lord and ready to bless someone with what they hear, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to bring comfort to them. They're, they're ready, to, they're on, on their game, and, and we just think, well, that's a special, special gift just because they're a very special, special person. No, it's because they want to bless others. They want to hear the Lord. And he uses them wonderfully. Joel says in chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, he says, Afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. It's going across gender lines. It's going across social, economic status lines. It's all people. Even the servants get to prophesy. Hmm. In the vineyard, we don't label people prophet because we believe everybody hears from the Lord and everybody gets to speak for the Lord. It's part of John Wimber's expression, everyone gets to play everyone's invited to come out to the playground and let's play. <clears throat> I like that. But the dynamic, the, and I, I hope you're discovering this, the more we mature in Christ, the more we realize how much we need each other. The more uh, intimacy that we have with the Lord, the more we realize this has never been a Lone Ranger operation. If, if we continue to grow in an intimate relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will realize that they're a family, that they're a community, and they never intended for us to figure it out on our own. That's why prophecy is so important. Because when you're in a a group and you're going through something, the Lord shares it with someone, they give his heart and they speak his word, and all of a sudden there's strengthening, there's encouragement, and there's comfort. Those three dynamics that just come in and lift up the individual. Happens in Bible study. It happens in home groups. It happens, hopefully, in church services. Hopefully it'll happen when you go out for lunch. There'll be an opportunity sometime as wherever two or more are gathered in his name, he's there, so he's speaking, and he wants to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. He wants to release his peace into every chaotic situation that we experience on planet Earth. I love that about him. He's so wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. We need each other. Just start reading the New Testament epistles and see how many times it says one another. All the one another's of the New Testament. It's not about just you. It's about you and community. Mm -hmm. We need one another. That's the way the kingdom of God works. It works in relationship. If we want to see the kingdom come, we need to be in fellowship with one another. We need to be in community, praying, lifting. (laughs) They say 80% of the time that you hear from the Lord, it's not going to be for you. It's going to be for someone else. And if you're only hearing the Lord for you, it's kind of an indicator that maybe, Lord, you need to fill my heart with love for people so that I'll start hearing the word of the Lord for others. Mike uh, Mulvaney prophesied this morning. You could hear it in his guitar. You could hear it in the songs. But mostly when he said, who else is going to testify? It was a prophetic moment. I find that there's so many prophetic expressions. You get a dream, you get a vision, you hear a word, you see a color, you get a smell, you see an object, whatever. But there are those who just have what we call prophetic antics. There's no other way to describe it. It's just a, a, a prophetic antique. My sister, she, she had this. When she would get into intercession, all of a sudden, she'd be the shake and bake lady. She would just shake. And the anointing, the prophetic anointing that would be upon her, and we knew whatever she was interceding for, there was some power that was being released. There was the presence of the Lord and his heart and his will that was going out. I love that. I love it, absolutely. We can eagerly expect to receive words of prophecy from others. Hmm. Sometimes when my wife speaks, I don't quite recognize it at the moment as being prophetic. But once I reflect, I think, yep, that was a prophetic word. That was a prophetic word. We don't have to judge every conversation that we have and trying to say that was prophetic, that wasn't prophetic. But as we go through it, allow the Holy Spirit to sensitize and to heighten the gift of discernment, spiritual discernment within your, your being. And you'll find that you'll be more aware when the Lord is speaking in the most unusual way. Mike wrote the song, I See You. <clears throat> Every time I see that, you know, the first time I saw Avatar, you know, and, and the, the, the one guy that's trying to explain to the guy that doesn't understand anything about, he says, it's I see into you. It's not just the, I, I, I see Bob there, I see Deb, I see Scott. No, I see you really seeing. And I love that song. I see you. What a prophetic What a prophetic song. Thank you, Lord. So there's all sorts of types of prophecy. But here in the vineyard, one of the rules that we try to follow is that our prophetic word should be strengthening, it should be encouraging, it should be comforting. So somebody's probably thinking, well, what do you do when you hear something that's not strengthening, encouraging, and comforting? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's three possibilities. One, you may have had some bad pizza the night before. There might not be God. You could just be plain out wrong. That's a possibility. But see, the, the interesting thing in the kingdom is that the humility of Christ that comes into our hearts, that when we're wrong, we just say, oh, would you find it in your heart to forgive me? I don't think that was the Lord, was it? We find that in 1 Corinthians 14, 29, it says we need to weigh out prophecy. You know, we need to listen and weigh it. Was that from the Lord? Or was that too many sardines on the pizza? Don't know. (laughs) When we get it wrong, we put it away, and we learn from it. I almost think sometimes that the Holy Spirit intentionally helps us get it wrong, because he's more important, not about the message going on, but to see how we respond when the word that we give to someone isn't received or it's wrong. Will we humble ourselves and apologize, or will we get puffed up and say, hey, listen, I'm a prophet of the Most High God. You better receive that word. Yeah, watch the pride stuff. It seems like it gets in in all the gifts and anointings we have to watch that second possibility is you may need to pray what do we mean by that sometimes the lord may speak something or show you something give you a vision of something but it's for you not to go and share with the person but it's for you to go into intercession for the person he shows it and by giving them what what the lord showed you doesn't do anything for them But now for you, it helps you to come in agreement with the purposes of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in that person's life. And you can come in agreement and be praying. And so it could be that it's just an awareness so that you know how to pray. So you can pray for that person. Third possibility is (laughs) you didn't listen long enough. Oh, gosh. Right here, Exhibit A. Get something from the Lord. (laughs) You get so excited and you blurt it out and you say, (laughs) and it doesn't have the impact that you thought. Maybe it wasn't even appropriate. And it's like, oh, but the Lord showed it to me. I know, I know. I felt the goosebumps. You know, everything. If the Lord gives you a diagnosis of a situation, he'll probably give you a prognosis too. If you'll wait and listen So if the Lord shows you something, tarry, wait, don't immediately, (laughs) in our immaturity, just jump into releasing the word. Sit there, let it marinate. Ask the Lord, especially if it's a a hard word, it's a difficult word, you don't know what to do. One of the illustrations was a prophetic brother got a word about a, a woman who had an abortion And he knew that this person had had an abortion. But then he sat back and he waited and he said, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? And then he saw a vision. And he saw her womb open up and like fertile ground was there. And the healing of the Lord was there and it was making her fertile again. I don't know if, if, if I've had several folks that I've counseled that after they had abortion, they were not able to conceive. The process did something that was irreparable. And so here he was, saw that the word, and so when he got there, he didn't mention that he saw the abortion. He mentioned, he said, I saw a picture and it was of your womb and it was rich soil. And I believe the Lord's saying that there's going to be a, a fertility in your womb and that there's going to be children, there's going to be babies that are coming. And she was undone, undone. That's an example of maybe getting something that isn't on first impression strengthening, encouraging, or comforting But as you spend time with the Lord, and as he speaks what his purposes are, why did you reveal this to me? I believe that you want me to minister to this person, but how do I minister to that person? And then he unveils more, so that we can minister effectively. I agree. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, It's amazing to see how sensitive it is. In the Old Testament, if you missed it, and you were a prophet of God, you were in big trouble. Stoning, death, not good. But then, God was giving his word to a man in behalf of a nation and you better represent Father God right when he gives you a specific word. Matter of fact, one of the principles I have, the more specific the word of the Lord, the greater the cost of disobedience. If we don't follow that word, there is, there is serious danger for others and, and possibly even for ourselves. So we need to, need to be aware of that. That's just a principle that I, I found in the Scripture. I just thought, oh, man, this is, this is important. We need to be aware of this. Prophesying can be so much fun when we realize it's about listening to his voice and not thinking that we have to manufacture something. If I said, okay, everybody stand up. We're going to prophesy right now. Everybody blood pressure might go right out the the ceiling. Like, (laughs) but if we just say, okay, everybody just take a little time, ask the Lord to show you his heart. And is there anybody that he would like for you to pray for today? Maybe very simple. It may be a Ray Combs. I see that you're a kind and pleasant person. And all of a sudden, it connects. The only time prophecy's hard is when we think it's about us. Anytime we think it's up to us to come up with a great and an awesome prophetic word, we're on the wrong foundation. You know, when we, when we get off the foundation of ourself and we get onto the foundation of the Lord and the intimacy, and the wonder of his cross and the outpouring of his love, and we sit on that foundation, all of a sudden there's all sorts of things that he can whisper to us to share with other people. Well, that's the word today. I know it's not complete. This is just a little segment with some vineyard emphasis (laughs) of some of the things that we try to do Mm-hmm. So let's stand and we'll pray. Our prayer is on the on the screen. Holy Spirit come. We eagerly desire the gift of hearing from you. Empower us to hear your voice. We expect that you will speak and as you do, we will listen and respond. Mhm. I would say listen and obey. But I didn't I didn't write this one, but I like obey. <laughs> okay. Very good. You may be seated. So we prepare our hearts for communion. <clears throat> A devotional of Brian Simmons called Prayers on Fire. This devotional meditation comes from Psalm 102, verse 12, that says But then I remembered that you, O Lord, still sit. In- enthroned as king over all, the fame of your name will be revealed to every generation, every generation. And so this is what Brian writes. Lord, I don't know what happened. Everything seemed to be going great, and then all of a sudden my happiness went up in smoke. The days that were once flooded with blessing are now consumed by trials one after the other. Everyone thinks I'm holding up under the pressure, but I'm not. Without your help, I'll never get through this. That's the answer, isn't it? To remember that you are the same king who has helped me through dark seasons many times before. To shake off the despair that the enemy planned to destroy me with and fill the atmosphere with praise instead of this incessant crying and complaining. I don't know how long it will take for you to manifest the answers to my prayers, but you will. My story will have a happy ending. You will restore me and refresh me with your breath from heaven. I close my eyes, and you still my heart. I begin to see things from your perspective. You haven't abandoned me, You are faithful. Hmm. It's been one of the themes that he's been speaking to my heart about disappointments. Surrendering the disappointments and the despair, just surrendering it to him and then praise my way through it. To turn and to praise. One occasion I had grief that was so heavy and I just heard the invitation to surrender it to him and I surrendered it and it was like a light switch flipped another time more despairing news came and I was prompted by the Holy Spirit you can praise your way through this just focus on me and praise your way through this and I did and he did